Welcome to the Your Bold Life Podcast. I'm Val Selby, and I'm an empowerment coach to women over 40. I take a stand that it's time for you to take your turn in life. So today I have a guest I'm super excited to talk about because she has made some bold moves. And I only know, I think, a little fraction of your bold moves, I have a feeling. <laughs> just in the short little bio that I asked you to give me, I am pretty sure. So I just want to welcome Annie to the show. Thank you so much. And would you please go ahead and tell my listeners just a little bit about yourself? Yes. Hi, Val. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. This is, uh, this is going to be, I think, a juicy conversation because bold is one of my favorite, uh, favorite words Yay! <laughs> to live your life. So yes. yeah, you know what? I'm a uh, recovering workaholic after a big career in marketing and very traditional, you know, by mm -hmm. society standards, if you want quotation marks. Did what you were supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did not choose things they chose me. And then I thought, and I thought, okay, I'm just going to roll with that because that's what you do. And um, a number of years ago, changed gears and did a 180. And I went back to school in my 40s, part time in the evening to become a nutritionist. Because deep down, this little thing in me was always like dying to get out, which was around this, this passion around health and wellness. So since then, I've launched a business that serves the needs of women 45 plus. Perfect. That's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So it's ironic because I have run into a few um, nutritionists and dietitians this year when I started the podcast. And I find it ironic because this was the first year that I finally did start working with one. And the life it's just a life-changing experience. I came back from one appointment and I told my husband, I said, it's probably not appropriate that I just hugged her, but I totally hugged her when I left. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing what changes can happen when you change what you're eating mm -hmm. and the mindset that can change. And I mean, just the feeling much better. Um, but yeah, that's rabbit trailing. I definitely want to talk about how did you make that switch from your your fortune 500 where did, where did that pop in your head i mean who did well you know they say it's uh, it is and it wasn't so you know they say you know there's usually a little voice that comes out and you know in you and then you you either choose to listen to it or you go no 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 shush 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 and then that voice comes a little stronger in the form of maybe a nudge and if you don't listen goes on life goes on life goes on and then suddenly you get a bit of the whack on the side of the head and then you go oh my god i cannot believe what just happened to me and this is what happened to me i finally got the big two by four on the side of the head i had uh, i'd had a pretty traumatic childhood that i never acknowledged and that i chose to ignore and left me deeply scarred and deeply unhappy and i decided no I'm smart. I'm going to work hard and I don't care if it kills me. I'm going to do all this. Meanwhile, I was living my life like truly like, um, how do you call that? Like a big tractor. And it didn't matter what was in front of me. It was just going to like plow through it. Yeah. And, uh, but it cost me, it cost me emotionally. It cost me, um, relationships, with family, mm -hmm. friends, um, and, um, and romantic relationships as well. Right. Cause I'm so, sure that um, that was your control, right? Oh yeah. Like this is where you could control it. So you're going to control the heck out of it. 
totally nobody could touch me because you know i was strong mm-hmm. and um and eventually again it became the pain became so big that i found myself at a crossroad and uh it truly was you know like if i go right it's going to be the same shit and predictable though because i know what's down that road right or, I, you know, and yeah, I, I, it's, it's yucky comfortable. Uh-huh. That's right. And it's safe mm-hmm. because I know uh, as much as it's yucky and it smells terrible, mm-hmm. I'm very familiar with that smell. So yeah. it's okay. Tomorrow morning when I get up, I know what to expect. Yeah. Or I can take the left and I can explore what's down there. But I, I really felt that I could no longer sustain, you know, the former option. I just, I just could not deal with that pain anymore. Right. And I just felt, oh my God, here I am, my 40s. I'm a friggin' loser because I cannot hold real deep, deep, serious relationships with people right. because I haven't solved all this stuff. It's holding me back and it's painful. And I don't want success if I cannot have the quality relationships. So, so you had to make a choice. Yeah. And when you start down that road, so I actually started with very deep, you know, therapy with a a psychiatrist and I, I did not let myself off the hook Mm -hmm. and I did a number of personal leadership development programs Mm -hmm. to also support that work. And then what happened is that, which I did not understand then, but now I go, yeah, of course it's obvious. (laughs) You know, as you start to peel the layers, um, you cannot unsee. And you go, oh, this is who I am. And then you see where the parts don't fit. And you see where you need to be brave, which means to listen to the voice inside of who you are. Not just, you know, people think bravery is about conquering fears. And I think that that's a very minuscule part of the definition of being brave. Being brave is living your truth. And that is friggin' scary. And, but I started to see all these pieces that no longer make sense in my life. Friendships, my job. I was like, what the hell am I doing doing this work? It, It is actually the opposite of my values. Oh, no. (laughs) Right. Yep. So you're changing who you were based on your surroundings. Yeah. And so I decided, okay, um, I need to dig a little deeper here to find, you know, what's happening. So it was not just an epiphany. I did not wake up one morning, you know, those beautiful stories where people are like, you know, it just all opened up. It was not like that for me. It was, it was, you know, it was crying on the couch talking about stuff with a therapist. And then it was me going for a run and going, oh my God, you know, I, I, there's got to be a better way. I got to be able to find another way to earn a living and that is fulfilling and, and, and. So that's how it all like unraveled and thank God it did. <laughs> right. For sure. And you know, it's, I can't even say that it's ironic or anything because the more I've been talking to all of the women in their forties and fifties and sixties with the podcast, the more we are all looking at the fact that the forties are your idgaf years. The I don't give a fuck years. It's the years that you have finally decided that, you know what, you're tired of living the way you have been. Um, And it doesn't mean that you're doing a full life change, but there's so much that you're unhappy with about it 
that you're like, that's not who I am. Yes. It's who I have thought I needed to be. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, you, you, you know, it's a combination of the disease to please as women to, um, also all the assumptions that you made, because I had made a lot of assumptions. It's, that's that the were, truth. We just we think that everybody, yes. yes. Oh the man. Eight, horrible. People don't care. Really, they don't care. They don't <laughs> For care sure. that Because really, they're too worried they about themselves. Care. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then you go, well, I didn't want to disappoint my parents. And I can tell you, because I've lost both parents, that your parents just want you to be happy. They really do. You know, there's a few crazy parents out there who don't care about that, but most good hearted people, they just want their kids to be happy and safe and, you know, thriving in this world. So if it means you're going to, you know, be a jet pilot, go for it. And if it means that you're going to be creating cakes, go for it. Right. It doesn't matter. And everything in between. Yep. That's what I always told the kids when they were growing up. I'm like, we don't really care what you want to do but we do want you to be the best at whatever it is. You know, it's like, if you want to go do hairstyling or you want to be a dog groomer, we don't care, but be the best at it, you know, <laughs> shoot for that goal, you know, cause that's the goal being the best of whatever you want to do. So true. So true. Especially since we don't have perfectionism in our family. So it wasn't like we were setting this bar of this like crazy. Ah, yeah. Yes. Some people could go a little nuts with that. Yes. For sure. Yeah. (laughs) Not the problem whatsoever. So you talked about holistic nutrition. Yes. So what is holistic nutrition? Well, it means that, you know, diet becomes, especially in North America, this hyper focus where we've We've really looked at, you know, as um, our relationship with food is fraught with issues. Oh, it's horrible. And, and it's either, ooh, that's good, ooh, that's bad. And there is no context to decisions. And we also forget that you are a person that is made out of a, you know, body, soul, spirit, emotional. And all dimensions affect you as a human being. So nutrition means that, uh, yes, food will pay a component. Of course it does. Mm -hmm. But there are many more other factors that actually contribute to you um, being a healthy person. Yes. So that ultimately you have a healthy relationship with food. And then you have also a healthy relationship with yourself where you're not beating yourself up. Oh, my God, it's terrible. I had some Haagen-Dazs ice cream last night. Right. Because we all love it. Come on. Um, But we also go, yeah, but I'm also not going to have it at breakfast, lunch, and dinner because I'm actually going to feel crappy if I'm just not Mm -hmm. eating properly for myself, right? Mm -hmm. So a healthy, balanced relationship. So that's what a holistic nutrition point of view is, is that really looking at many more dimensions than just, you know, the food. Mm -hmm. Do you suggest... um trying to analyze a little bit of, of why you might have a little bit of a healthy, unhealthy relationship with food. For sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because, you know, it's always representative of our beliefs, right? Those things that you hold true. So if somebody thinks um, ice cream is bad, you know, they've, they have formed that opinion based on what somebody might have said to them or society in general is sending as a message. So they go, no, you know, because that's bad. And 
peeling the layers a little bit around where are those beliefs coming from and are they truly justified? Right. You know, is this really true? Yes. Right? Is this really true? Like right. there are some things we know, yes, they're true, right? Does lead cause you harm? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Full stop, mm-hmm. right? That's a truth. But there's many other things that we pretend are truth, our belief right. system, that are really misguiding us. So I love the fact that you asked that question, Val, because you really want to just start by questioning yourself, what's going on with that? Why am I behaving this way about this? Right? It could be just open, uh, just a nice open question. I like the permission to do that because I've gone back and forth because I know sometimes, well, when I started working on myself, I was working on my, on myself by myself. So (laughs) I didn't know if the thoughts going through my head were right, wrong, which of course I know there is no right or wrong if there's Mm -hmm. the thoughts going through your head, but I've gone back and forth on wondering, well, do I analyze it? Should I just, just recognize it and let it go? You know? Yes. And you know, next way is just to observe being mindful because a lot of the time in life, we're an automatic pilot. We don't even recognize that there's a pattern, that there's a belief system, Mm -hmm. right? So often when I work with clients, I'll be like, whoa, let's stop a moment here. What's happening when this is happening, right? What is happening when you feel that you need to drink excessive amounts of alcohol? Mm -hmm. What is happening? You know, what's the state of mind? You know, are you tired? Are you exhausted? Are you pissed off? You know, and then people go, oh, I never thought about that, right? Because we are always reactive and we don't do the pause. So what you're talking about is pausing to just kind of go, oh, look at me. I'm actually, you know, think about it this way. I, I love to use the analogy of theater. I don't know why, but this is something with me. And I say, think about leaving your body, leaving you on the stage as you're part of a play, going into the audience and then kind of going, hey, look at that. I wonder why she is, you know, walking to the right and jumping up and down, right? Right. Or why is she sitting on the chair crying? Mm-hmm. Right? Just observing, just being curious about your behavior. That's mm-hmm. a great starting point for anybody who's listening here. Like this is like, this is huge because you're going to get your cues from that. Yeah. I was trying so hard to stay present right? right now because I've got things flowing through my head going, oh, oh, yeah, you used to do that when you were a lot younger. And <laughs> yes, it it's is. also a more gentle way to, to witness what's going on because it's not about being judge and jury. Yeah. It's about understanding the context oh, maybe she's sitting there in a chair because, you know, over there they were saying they're terrible, harsh words. Oh, I understand now, mm-hmm. you know, trigger, reaction. Ah, this is what's happening, right? right? That, it's incredibly disarming when you are able to put a word to what is happening, uh, a name to the emotion, you, you remove its control on you. Okay. You can go, oh, you know, I feel very tired today, actually. I admit, you know, it's been a long week and re- I'm really, really tired. I'm acknowledging what is feeling, what I am feeling, what I'm experiencing. Mm-hmm. And then that gives me a, a pause so that I can choose. I can choose what I'm going to do about it. Yeah. And that's uber powerful for us. Yeah. Right? Are, are you going to power through or are you going to take a nap? <laughs> 
Exactly. What, what does my body need? Maybe I need like a nice little, you know, water and I need, maybe I need a nice little healthy snack, you know, mm-hmm. maybe I need a five minute break and I need to take a walk around the house. Cause I need to have a little bit of fresh air. Cause we've all been in the house too much. Right. <laughs> or it's your body telling you, Hey, did you realize it's five o'clock and you didn't eat lunch? <laughs> exactly. Right. It allows you to acknowledge and to not judge, but just recognize what's happening with you. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. I love that then. Yeah. It's the, just the, the whole body approach to nutrition, just all yeah. the way around. Uh, yes. And that is something I've definitely been working on embracing just because I do have food issues, but I'm realizing that they're not, now that I'm working with my nutritionist, I'm realizing that they're not the food issues I, I thought I had. Yeah. You know, as we're working through things, it's like, oh, wow. It's been so amazing to have cheese again. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Get some Love of my that. little comfort foods back. I'm like, yes. <laughs> comfort food. <laughs> <laughs> so you work with, and this is, this is, I don't, I don't want to keep us going for too long. That's for sure. But you work with endurance athletes and you're an endurance athlete yourself. Yeah, you know, that was part of my cues for what I wanted to do next with my life is the fact that I had been, you know, they call them the weekend warriors, you know, mm-hmm. of, of exercise. And yeah. I, I really fell in love, thank God, by totally by the fluke with running first. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I thought, oh, I can do a little more and then I can do a little more. And then I started coaching women. Mm-hmm. Um, to their first marathon and usually women that had never done any, any, any form of running. So it was so great. And then I decided that I was going to, you know, it gets a little addictive. So you do more, you do more. And then one day I thought, Oh, I'm going to take on a bigger challenge. So I started to do these Ironman competitions, which are very long, very long triathlons. Yeah. And, um, the, I don't recommend that necessarily everybody do this, what I do recommend is that when you do any sort of activity like that, when if, even if it's like hiking and so on, is that you learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about yourself because there are no other distractions. You know, you really have to be fully present because you have to dig deep. Mm-hmm. And, and you're this- stuck with only your thoughts. Oh, dear God. Yes. (laughs) Yes. You know, I had a friend who used to say, oh, where those dark clouds come in, man, it's awful. Oh, yeah. The the dark clouds meaning I can't do this. I'm never going to finish this bloody race. Why am I here? My life sucks. All the runners here suck. I hate this. And you get into like, ooh, spiraling down. Yeah. And, um, what happened is that I discovered so much resilience in me that I did not know was there. I was of the mindset, and, and this is a biggie for me, is that you always think that people have these incredible gifts and natural talents and that you have none of it. The mm-hmm. fact is, is that you get those to, to um, practice those muscles by doing it. So I was not an endurance person by nature. I actually didn't think I really had that in me. But I slowly developed it. And then once you see that it's there, you go, holy crap, this is amazing. And it has been um, like, it's what got me through going back to school part-time for three years. And there's nothing as 
nothing I've experienced as powerful as finishing a race because mm-hmm. there is so true. nobody else on earth that can con- claim it because you did it. Yes. So true. It's just amazing. When you talked about the whole dark clouds, I ran a whole half marathon um, after my stepmother-in-law passed away and dealt with her passing away during that race. <laughs> it was so hard, but I had so many women along the way, you know, and they're like, you can do it. You can do it. You know, I mean, I was just, I ran 13.1 miles falling most of the time. I was like, <laughs> cause, cause you're just, you're stuck in your head. All of a sudden, all that stuff that I yes. hadn't been dealing with, was just like, oh, girl, you got to deal with it now. You got nothing better to do. (laughs) It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. There is no hiding in a corner, right? So it's very powerful because the level of awareness that it gave you is Mm -hmm. something that nobody can touch. Yeah. It's so powerful. I love to use the analogy. I'll share this story with with you and, and your listeners that one of the, after we would trained these women for the first marathon and they would complete it. We had a big celebration after. And then we would ask a few to come and say, so what did this mean for you? And this little, little tiny woman, but man, was she ever strong. And she said, well, it's been two or three weeks since the, the marathon. And I have increased my rates after years of being scared to ask for more money for myself. Uh-huh. So she was a bookkeeper and she was, it gave her wings to be brave to ask for what she deserved. Yes. She and felt thought, she was worthy. Yes. Holy shit. This is the last thing I expected somebody to share about what that experience had done for them. Right. right. But it was truly transformative. And I've seen it with myself, but I've seen it hundreds of times, how mm-hmm. transformative it is. And it becomes, you know, so I learned a lot about how those principles actually help day-to-day women with being stronger and then live healthier mm-hmm. and age better, mm-hmm. right? Because it's just all about, like, let's make this one precious life we have the best quality one we can. This gets me excited. I've been putting off running for, I don't know why. I'm try, I, That's one thing that I am trying to figure out why I'm, I'm putting it off because I do know how good I feel and how proud of myself I feel. Mm. I mean, even when you're doing the training, you know, you're like, you've done the runs for the week and you're looking at your app going, oh, I did all of them. You know? <laughs> it's like, it's like, all right, what's next week going to bring? And it just builds that confidence so much. So I've been trying to figure out what's holding me back from wanting that confidence again in that area in particular in my life. I'm, it's driving mm. me a little bit crazy. So Obviously, as I always feel with my podcast guests, <laughs> guys are all <laughs> brought into my reason, my life for a reason at a certain time. <laughs> as the weather, I'm now, and the funny thing was, it's I always like to do the half marathons, and I always thought that marathons were crazy until you start finishing the half marathons, and you're just like, yeah, but then maybe, maybe just absolutely, one. maybe just what. <laughs> It's how it starts. You're right. But there's nothing wrong with a half. It's a great distance. It's a great challenge. I mean, I think of that as 10Ks as well. It's a great challenge. You know, the, the thing is, is that everyone's got to start somewhere. And some people, they're, they go big or they go home, right? They sign up yes. for their first marathon and decide, they decide, that's it. I just had to do it. I can't yep. start just with a 5K. It's going to drive me crazy. 
others need to have another progression, right? Yes. So to eat their own, right? Absolutely. And it's perfectly fine to go, you know what? Also, you're not every year the same person that did something five years ago. No, and, for sure. Right? So I'm something to remember. So mm -hmm. while you already did maybe a race, you know, two years or three years or four years or mm -hmm. five years ago, today is today. And there's yeah. other things going on and certainly other things going on in the world. Mm -hmm. And that therefore it would be totally fine to be like, okay, different context, but I need the same goal because now I am going to be able to achieve this through that. Mm -hmm. And that's been something that I've also been trying to look at. It's like, okay, well, maybe it's just not running right now. Maybe it's something else, but I would sure like the universe to tell me what that something else is. Because <laughs> <laughs> I do want to get that feeling again. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Me too. We, there's no racing right now. Oh, that's true. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I'm a little ways are. off from a race though. Anyways, that's okay. You can prepare. Yeah, we got plenty of time to prepare. Yes. Perfect. All right. So you did the nutrition. You went back to school in your 40s. So that was the mm -hmm. big mind shift change. So we already talked about that, but what is one of your damnits? What, what is, um, for, for all of you oh, listeners, you know. um, dammits are those things about yourself that make you, you, and if you're trying to change them, uh, you just get lost. Um, you're just completely lost because you're trying to change a part of just too much of your personality. So what is one of your dammits? You know, uh, it's a simple, but very powerful one for me when I don't have time enough in nature uh, I do lose myself and it mucks around with my head big time. So one of my big demits is making sure that I schedule time in nature. Like right now, you know, we're a bit on vacation, semi-vacation time. So we have access to a lot of outdoors, but back to, you know, normal times working and so on, you know, I'm in the city and I got to make sure that I get out mm -hmm. and I get out to just the park or, you know, we're near a beautiful Great Lake. So making sure that I get down there and that I get, that I connect, it's, it's a centering, it's a really powerful centering thing for me. Mm -hmm. Nope. I can totally get that. I, I don't like shoes. <laughs> and I think it's partly for that reason. It's like, I just, I, I think I just have to feel more. So I just can't stand shoes. So I get that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to get that connection to nature or, or you just, you end up feeling lost. Yes, very much so. And I get all stressed and I get miserable and I get, you know, like the black clouds, they don't just pass, they stop. And right. they're like, okay, Annie, what's going on here? So I make sure that that's part yeah. of, you know, it's, it's like, okay, I need to eat well, I need to move. And then I get, I get, I get my trees. I need a little bit of that. I wonder back when you were doing your, your major work you probably were not getting to nature as much either huh no no so it's just a big old ball of it i mean you had the job you didn't oh, like yeah. but then you weren't you didn't know that you needed that connection to to nature i had no idea because i i also was thinking oh, i'm a city girl i never i mean i didn't like camping you know i thought oh that's for like these mountaineer people right mm -hmm. once again a belief that was founded on bs i had right. come up with that bullshit myself yeah. it was not true at all right <laughs> wanting to be nature doesn't mean that you have to go and lose yourself into the wild you know the what was the name of that author that wrote that wonderful book about her experience trekking for like months oh wild know? yeah uh -huh. yes wild right yeah cheryl um 
um, it doesn't have to be that, right? You know, it, it can be 20 minutes, a nice walk in the park. And you're like, Oh my God, I feel so much better now. Yeah. You don't that's have to go extreme. Yep. Yeah, that's my version. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being on here today. This is a great fun conversation. Thank you. Oh my God. You're so open. And I love how you are willing to explore great dimensions for women as we are getting older and how exciting that time can be for us. Yes. And I think that's one of my major things is the fact that, um, you know, all of these things, all these generations, it just, just seems like so many women haven't been talking about any of this. You know, it's like, it's like, we just have to keep recreating the wheel and I'm done recreating the wheel. You know, I don't want to suffer alone. You know, <laughs> it's like, no kidding. We can take the suffer out. The more we talk yes. about it, the less suffering is happening. <laughs> totally. Perfect. Totally. Thank you so much for being on here, Annie. And I will have all of your information on the show notes so that everybody can find you at Vive Health and Wellness if they want to follow you or schedule a call even with you. Thank you for being with us today. I look forward to continuing to guide you into creating your bold life because you deserve to live as your best self.